I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 49. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio. To help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week I was inspired to choose While I'm Waiting by John Waller because of a podcast I listened to recently. Now the podcast was a conversation between Michael Hyatt and Michelle Cachat on waiting. And and I found myself singing this song after listening to the podcast It reminds me of the power of music and lyrics and how they can encourage and comfort us, especially when the lyrics are based on the truth of God's Word. Talk about calling on the promises of God every time we sing them. My additional hope for you is that when this happens to you, that you will be inspired to pick up God's Word for yourself, just like I did this week, and then read His promises in context and Spend some quality time with God and let his promises soak in. You don't need me. All I do is take a song that inspires me and start digging. You can do the same thing on your own. So then the next time you hear the song, it's even richer than before. And you'll be reminded of the truths that you have learned, as well as the context of where those truths come from. God's personal revelation to you during your time of prayer and study. And then you're no longer limited just to the truth in the lyrics, but you have all of that other richness to add to it. Wow. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's song. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you, Lord, and I am hopeful. I'm waiting on you, Lord, though it is painful. But patiently, I will wait. The podcast I listened to, as I mentioned, was a conversation. And this podcast overall is for business and leadership, but this particular episode is so applicable to everyone because we are all forced to wait in life. So I'm going to go ahead and link to it in the show notes so that you can listen to the full episode for yourself. Now, in the podcast or in the episode that I listened to, both Michael and Michelle talk about waiting during seasons of a previous health scare for Michael and the return of cancer for Michelle. And it caused me to consider a dear friend of mine whose son is currently battling leukemia and then another family member who's in the throes of breast cancer and surgeries and treatment options and all of that. But there are other seasons, you know, maybe not severely linked to life and death as those that I just mentioned. So whether it's tragic or hopeful, what do we do? 
When we're waiting to be rescued or are waiting for change or waiting for opportunity, what do we do when we're forced to wait? And what does the Word of God tell us about waiting? Well, have you ever have you ever really considered this, that every major figure in the Bible was forced to wait long periods of time before God brought them to a place of success? Abraham waited 25 years before his wife Sarah gave birth to their first child. Joseph, he endured 13 years of betrayal and false imprisonment, abandonment, before he ever assumed leadership in Egypt. Moses spent 40 years tending sheep before God called him as the deliverer of his people. David waited 14 years between the time he was pronounced Israel's next king and his coronation. And then Jesus himself often used this phrase with his disciples. He would say, my hour has not yet come. Now, waiting does not just accompany faith. It is woven into the fabric of our faith because it is woven into the fabric of our lives. We wait. We wait for opportunity. We wait for healing. We wait in lines and waiting rooms. And in front of our com- computer screens, we, we wait for the next vacation. We wait for the next season of life. But what are we doing with our wait? I love our song's response. I will move ahead, bold and confident. Taking every step in obedience while I'm waiting. in our song lines up with David's song about waiting, and it is found in Psalm 40. Now, how do I know that it's a song? Well, it's titled, For the Choir Director, A Psalm of David. (laughs) So it begins with this statement, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. Now, in the Hebrew, the word wait and patiently are from from the same root word. That's interesting. So you could actually translate it, waiting, I waited. Do you ever feel that way? It can also have that tension or that sense of enduring. That makes sense to me, especially in our fast food culture. We like instant. We don't like to wait. I asked my Facebook friends and fans what the hardest part of waiting was for them. And I have a feeling that their responses might resonate with you too. They said things like the unknown and uncertainty, the excitement or dread, depending on what you're waiting on. So true. The true joy and pain, seeing others being blessed with what you are waiting for. Wow. Again, the uncertainty, the unknown, paired with the anxiety of what the outcome will be couple of people said control. I'm assuming they're meaning the lack of feeling of control while you're waiting. 
the mental whispers from the father of lies during a season of waiting. Again, the unknown or knowing that God has the best, but just not yet. And then finally, several said the hardest part of waiting was waiting. And I think that, you know, I can just say that word waiting and then we all have those floods, all, all of the above. You know, I don't think anything that was listed is is not true of kind of all of us in different seasons. So waiting, David waited and God turned to him and heard his cry. Instead of God turned to me, other versions say uh, he inclined to me. I love that because that that has the sense that that God leaned over. First of all, reminding us of God's view of things. I mean, he's much higher. He's viewing all of everything that we're going through from a much higher place. And this leaning over, it just seems so fatherly to me, like a loving father bending down to get on the level of his child, to give his child his full attention, his listening ear, his comfort. I want you to spend some time in Psalm 40 this week, but I'm going to go ahead and share a few nuggets from David's song of waiting that I noticed as I read it through several times in several versions and then sometimes out loud. Now, for my regular listeners, you know, everything I just said were tools in interacting with God's word to make it fresh and new and impactful. But for those of you who are new to the podcast, here's some tools for you. When you're studying a new section of scripture, try reading uh, that section that you are exploring several times. Try reading it in several versions and try reading it sometimes out loud. So here we go. First of all, David waited patiently. Now James talks about this in the first few, few verses of his letter. And when he says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Now in the King James Version, the word for endurance is patience. So when our faith is tested with troubles and temptations, then our patience or our endurance grows. And so if we're to wait like David, we're going to need to have that patience. I just wish it could grow some other way, don't you? So also, so that that's that idea of waiting patiently. But in Psalm 40, when God heard David's cry, he lifted him out of the pit that he was in and set his feet on solid ground and then steadied him as he walked along. Now, I find this interesting uh, you know, David was on steady ground, but still unsteady. So he was on solid ground, but still unsteady. And I just find great encouragement in this. You know, the words of a, of a hymn come to my mind. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. But even on the solid rock of Christ that I am building my life upon, I may still at times be unsteady, and my God is there to steady me. Now, don't miss this part. He is there to steady me as I walk along. Now, other versions say, uh, making my steps secure. But don't miss this. He was walking. 
David was moving forward. He was taking steps. Now, I think some of us think that waiting is not moving. And I love the lyrics in our song where it says, I will be running the race even when I wait. And taking every step in obedience. We're still in progress. We will never arrive. And that's the lie that the enemy wants us to believe, that there's something great or monumental in the future that should demand so much of our attention and our longing and our hope and our energy that we miss the life to be lived, the steps to be taken in this moment, even if you're in a season of waiting. Now, in the podcast I referred to earlier, the first strategy that Michael um, Hyatt gives for making the most of our waiting is to embrace it. And we've already learned that endurance and patience are critical to for us to be complete. Uh, and there, there must be lessons to be learned. So during this time, I must embrace it. May I, Lord, embrace it. And David in verse 6 says, Now that you've made me listen, I finally understand. I love that. So waiting often makes us slow down, perhaps bringing us to a place of st- solitude or quietness that that if we don't fill it, if we don't fill it with social media and busyness and noise and all of that, if we don't fill it, God might just be able to access us and teach us something in the waiting. Perhaps he's developing something in us in the wait that will be necessary in the arrival. I recently read a quote by Jeff Goins in his book, The In-Between. He says this, If we reserve our joy only for the experiences of a lifetime, we may miss the life in the experience. This is so very clear to me as I counsel my young daughter. She's heading into middle school next year, and she is really excited about this transition. But I encourage her to make the most of this last year before middle school. I mean, I don't want her to miss out this on this part of her life because she is so looking forward to the next part. And I don't want her to miss the lessons God wants to teach her this year that may just be foundational to her life next year. That's easy because I'm further down the path than she is. I'm higher up in the tree. I can see the pitfalls in front of her. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i her mom. But when I'm so close to my own season of waiting, sometimes I don't see as clearly. So my prayer is that I would be open to what God wants to teach me so that like David, I can say, now that you've made me listen, I finally understand. So what should you focus on in the waiting? The pain, the hope, the future, the past? No, I mean, we, we need to fix our eyes on God. And David says in verse 5, If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. Try that in your wait. Start a gratitude list or a gratitude journal. Start your day reciting all of the wonderful deeds of your Savior and your Heavenly Father. Like our song says, worship while you're waiting. Another one of the strategies in the podcast, it lines up with the lyrics of our song and our scripture focus, is to redeem the time. Our song says, I will serve you while I'm waiting. And David speaks of this also in verse 10. 
uh, when he says, I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I've talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. When you spend your days reciting the wonderful deeds of your Savior, it's not a very big step then to then tell others of those very things. And great good can come of it. Just look at verse 3. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Do you mean that God can use our waiting, our in-between, our nothing-much-happening times to draw others to himself? Well, that doesn't sound like a nothing-much-happening time to me. Perhaps our time of waiting is God's time of purpose, not just for our own development, but for his kingdom and for the lives of others. Now, the last strategy that Michael Hyatt gave in his podcast was to trust God. And I agree. And so does David. In verse four, it says, oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord. Trust him. He is not changed because of your circumstances. Remember how he inclines to us? He's above all of these in-between times. He sees what it can develop in you, where it will ultimately lead you, and those you can affect along the way for his glory. Trust him. Now, for those of you who are saying, well, Michelle, all of these wonderful things you're talking about happen after David's waiting is over, once he's on solid ground. Well, yes and no. You know, because the psalm starts out by saying David waited patiently on God and and heard his and God heard his cry and lifted lifted him out of the pit. But when you read the psalm for yourself, you're going to see that David seems to be lifted from one pit only to spiral into another season of desperation because the psalm ends this way. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. As for me, since I'm poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. Now, I don't want to say this to depress you, but to remind you that life is full of mountains and valleys, full of fast and slow, full of mundane and magnificent. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could open our eyes to see the magnificent in the mundane and continue to serve and worship even while we wait? Now, one final piece of advice. If you are in a difficult season right now, just waiting for something to change, let me encourage you. Learn whatever God wants to teach you in this season. You don't want to have to endure a redo because you missed the lesson. So what's next? Well, I want you to spend some time in Psalm 40 yourself. There's a lot more to discover. I just gave you the gift of a few thoughts. God has more gifts of revelation to give you, mostly because he knows you intimately and knows exactly what parts you need to see. And the next time you hear this week's song, you will think of David's song and all that God has taught you. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Hop on Twitter or Facebook and let's talk about what you're learning or leave a comment on this week's show notes. You can find that at michellekneezat.com forward slash 49. Before we leave today, I just want to mention that I really appreciate all of you who listen. 
more than words can describe. I want to thank you in advance for taking the time to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio so that you'll never miss an episode. And in iTunes, while you're there, would you leave a star rating and a written review? Potential listeners, they read your reviews, they note how recent they are. It just gives me some more credibility. And as always, if you take time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And an additional thank you to my loyal listeners and subscribers are free memory verse resources that I provide each week. Just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a useful tool in keeping God's word front and center in your mind every day. If you just log on to michellekneesat.com and subscribe to my email list, then I will send you desktop, smartphone, tablet, wallpapers, as well as a printable each week. It's my gift to, to thank you for listening. And I just want to give a shout out to my most recent subscribers, to Amy from Ohio, Christine from Louisiana, Della from Georgia, Heather from Iowa, and Ichung from Australia. So I'm so excited. Thank you, and I hope that these resources are very valuable to you. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Overwhelmed by Big Daddy Weave to launch us into Scripture. If you liked this week's episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 49. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.